Greetings, everyone. I would like to start off by saying thank you for allowing us into your lives every week. Welcome to the Family Healing Breaking Cycles podcast, your one-stop shop to life, love, and family. Every week, we will touch on real-life topics from a family's perspective, of course. I am a family healing motivational coach, a mother of four, two kings and two queens. I'm also a sister mom of two kings and a grandmother of three and an auntie of two as well. As you will see, the more time we spend together, we have a unique family dynamic. The topics that we discuss are things that have made impacts on our family. And as we share our experiences, we hope to help other families break cycles as well. Let's get started. Welcome back, family. I'm Tamika. I'm your host. I'm here with my co-hosts, and I'll let them introduce themselves. That was my debut, my singing Welcome debut. back, family. <laughs> I'm the oldest child right now, but you call me now. Welcome back, family. I'm the youngest. Jasmine, what you gonna be doing? Come on, Nettie. Now, family, I want to start off by giving some contact information our Instagram is FHBCP underscore. Our Facebook is Family Healing Breaking Cycles Podcast. And our email is Family Healing Breaking Cycles 78 at yahoo.com. So those are some ways to contact us along with leaving reviews on your digital platform. And then there are other platforms like PodKite. And different platforms like that that are specifically for reviews for podcasts. So you would just have to download those apps and, you know, search your favorite podcast and leave a review. There are different ways, but, you know, just a little, a few housekeeping issues. Um, Today's episode, today's episode, um, today's episode, should nine active parents have the same rights as active parents. Now, this is this is a good topic because, you know, I struggle with this topic for my own my own life, not for any other reason. Um, I'll have a transparent moment here, but that is um a good topic. Just because you were there as a parent doesn't make unhealthy behavior okay different things like that but I'll start off with my transparent moment so I always say that and you know when I say it people look at me and you know it's my truth it's what is what it is and I'm sure I'm not the only one in the world so you know it is what it is so basically I feel like that I grew up without parents now, let me explain. 
I had a mother, I had a father. My father was completely absent unless it was when it was good for him. Um, my mother was there. She was a single mother, of course, because my father was absent, but she was only there physically. Um, she wasn't there mentally. She wasn't there to teach me anything. I don't remember any, you know, you know how you have those moments when you're an adult and you, or, you know, teenager, whatever you can say, Oh yeah, I remember my mother or father taught me that. I remember being in the kitchen with my mom. I remember being, I don't know, at work with my dad and he worked on cars. Now I know how to change the tire. I remember my mom taught me this. I remember my dad taught me that. My mom always used to say this, like different sayings that you might have that your parents might say, like, I don't know. Uh, just, just different things that you remember as an adult that stick with you, like things that stick with you. So when you become an adult, it can help you that you add to your toolbox so you can use when you're an adult, you know, they fill your toolbox up. So when you need it in life to use, you have it. My toolbox empty. (laughs) (laughs) Empty. There's a couple few rusty screws in it. A few rusty nails in it. Empty. And that's just facts. Now, there are people that wouldn't agree or people that don't agree. And these, but no fault of their own is just because they didn't know. Not nothing that I talked about or explained until after becoming an adult. And it's just like, it is what it is because... I'm going to claim my right to my testimony. I'm not going to sit back and try to sugarcoat things to make other people, other people's memories of what they think my life was. Okay. We're not going to do that. The bottom line is I didn't have parents. I I raised myself school of the hard knocks. I'm self-taught and that's just the, the bottom line of it all. So wait, I got a question real quick. Sure. Do you think they remember it that way? Of course not. Okay. I mean, of course my mother can't. She's not alive. But if she was, I'm sure that she wouldn't. But my struggle is with my alive parents <laughs> what I'm sorry family my children sometimes I say things I suppose that they tell me that I say stuff that I say things and I don't know they I just they say I just say anything I don't know. Maybe I do, but that is just what it is. So I guess the statement I just made was just like, why would she just say that? So for everybody that can't see us, they're over there red in the face because they can't believe I said, I say some of the stuff that I say. Well, it's true though. Most statements be true, but they think that I have no filter. There you go. I have no filter. I don't can't help it. It's just it's just what it is. But my alive parent, my and this is okay. This is 
with the topic, do non-active parents have the same rights as active parents? So one of the questions for me, my live parents, who is my father? Okay. Why is he my father? He is my father because he donated the sperm that made me. Right. The only reason. What other reason would I call him that? So what do I call him? Do I call him by, by his first name or do I acknowledge him as my parent? You weren't there. The facts are that you weren't there. I deal with facts all of the time. Now, what I will say is even when I deal with facts, I will investigate my facts with my feelings and try to soften the blow as much as I can. But honestly, some situations, the blow can't be softened. It just has, you just have to explain the situation for what it is. Now I can sit here and try to soften the blow because he's older, you know, you know, life gets to you at some point and I can soften the blow and say, you know what? Let me just say it this way, but why should I? There's no reason to, I mean, I forgive him and move on and all that kind of stuff. I'm not saying that it's a bad situation of a relationship, but what I'm saying is the facts are you weren't there. The facts are I am a older woman with grandchildren, your great grandchildren, and you weren't there. You have great grandchildren and grandchildren and you weren't there. So why should you get any reap any of the reward or any other? Yes. The credit of someone that was there. Now there was no one that was there. For me anyway, but there are other families, you know, where someone else was there. But that that's far as the what the topic is today. But I'm just saying what like what do I do? Do I call do I call you my father? Do I tell you happy father's day? Do do I care? Do I try to soften the blow? Like at the end of the day, there's no rope there's no bad feelings there or nothing like that. That's not my point. Like I can talk to you. We can have a conversation. If you need something, of course I'm there. That's just because I'm a Christian person. Do what, you know, I'm supposed to supposed to walk my path. I'm supposed to walk it. But we're talking about facts here. That's the problem with people sometimes. They don't want to talk about the facts. And the facts are you weren't there. Hence this topic. Should you get the same respect? recognition as someone who's there why would a non-active parent get the same respect as an active parent because some non-active parents feel as though it doesn't matter right i'm still your father i'm still your mother you're supposed to give me this certain amount of respect Mm -mm. i agree with you i don't agree to the fact that a non-active parent should get the same respect or whatever the case may be to an active parent. Why would you? Like, you're not there. That's like just, this is like broad or whatever, but it's more so, it's the it's facts. It's simple. It's a you're simple fact. You weren't so there. Why would I give you respect? I don't even, I probably don't even know you for, for I don't know you. 
So why would I give you the same respect that I give that my parent that I do know that's been in my life? Because this and, and this is this is where um the only person that would the only people that would feel like you should is that non active parent. Yeah, that's the only person that's going to probably feel that way. That's the only person that would feel that way. Yeah, they feel like, oh, well, I still made you regardless because it still takes two to make, you know. But at the same time, you wasn't physically, mentally, emotionally there regardless. Let alone mentally, emotionally, you wasn't there physically. I never really seen you. Or financially. Or financially. I never seen you regardless. And I ain't even just talking about your situation just in general with non-active parents. Y'all don't have no right to try to come and say, oh, well, I'm still your parent. I mean, yeah. Or have a lot of pride about it. Yeah. It's a lot, it's pride for the most part. But you got to really take into consideration the child's feelings, regardless of how you feel about you still made me, you know, sperm donor or whatever the case may be. You still made whatever, you know, everybody laid down that, that, that happened. But at the end of the day, it was a when it counted for the raising of the child, when it counted, there are a lot of fatherless sons, a lot of fatherless girls to that grow up to be the damaged people that they are like, yeah, like women with daddy issues. Check. That's me. Or then you have a, a, a you know, a, a boy that have mommy issues and, you know, his dad wasn't around to teach him certain things. So all uh, this is this is the product of you not being there. A woman like me. Old, you know, I don't have a problem with saying my age, but I'm just not going to say it right now. But a woman like me in her late 40s. 49 to be exact, okay? I said it. Because I just didn't feel right not saying it. Like, as if I wasn't... I felt like hide something. Yeah, because I don't normally... Yeah, I don't normally hide things. So, it is what it is. So, and the only way to be transparent is to be transparent. So, a lot of women are in their late... What? Well, let's just take me. You talking about, like, late 40s, almost 50 been on, you know, a journey to be a better person, be a better mother, be a better grandmother, better friend, better this, better that, better family member, whatever. Just And just for myself in general, that I've been on this path for a very long time because it was so much trauma. So for me to sit here and say at my age, because I did not have a father figure, there are tons and thousands and tens of thousands of women that are the same way, regardless of what they path turned into being promiscuous, being a prostitute, maybe, uh, 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 living the a life of always chasing a man, never feeling like they were good enough, being in abusive relationships, not leaving abusive relationships, always, I don't know, dating older men, looking for your father, whatever the case is, there's going to be a consequence to you not being there. So then you have women that are, you know, damaged mentally and all that kind of stuff. And if that woman is lucky enough to be able to say enough is enough, I'm taking my life back and I'm going to try my best to fix things for myself, whether it's self-help, whether it's going to talk to a professional, whatever the case is, but it's a product of being 
a fatherless woman. And, you know, especially if you want to pile on abuse and you want to pile on, you know, teenage parent, you want to pile on all types of things. Then you have this woman that's just out here. Just out here. Now, is it to say that certain things wouldn't happen if you, if, you know, a father figure was there? I can't go back into that. But statistically, and me sitting here, I know things would have been totally different. Of course, I'm not sitting here talking about the fact of things happen for a reason. Your path is your path. It made you who you are today. I'm not talking about that. Let's put that to the side. I get that part. I'm just asking a question of if my father was in my life, how different would things be? They would be different because you're there. You're there to do all the fundamental things that a father is supposed to do for and with his daughter. You're there to teach all the fundamental things that a father is supposed to teach his daughter. Especially like you're going to feel a certain like way regardless. You're not there physically, nothing, mentally, emotionally, nothing, you know, especially if what? You know, like it's just more so like you're not around. You're not there. That? It's not even a right. the point of around. You are missing in action. Yeah. You are not there. And, and then we're not going to get into right. You're not going. And it's different from getting into all the reasons of why you wasn't there. Right. Let me just want to say factual. You weren't there. <laughs> right. That's what I said. Like to right say where Sandman said where he at where Sandman at like at the Apollo. So, but fast forward to am I a really healed person? Am I as healed as I say that I am? If I was still holding on to any of those things, now I used to before I became healed and before I started to be on a journey. Yes, I held on to everything. Anytime we would have a conversation would turn into an argument. We couldn't have a conversation. We couldn't be in the same room together because I resented him for everything. I remember it clear as day. But as I got older and I decided to be a better person, you have to let things go. You have to forgive because forgiveness is key because... All you're doing is holding your life back, holding on to all the toxic things that people did to you. You got to let it go. I didn't believe in forgiveness before. I wasn't forgiving nobody for nothing. I would hold on to toxic stuff like it was a child. Nurture it. Love it. I wasn't letting it go. I really didn't understand what forgiveness was. But now I know what it is and I see how it's transformed my life. So I'm okay with that. So now here today, no, there's no problem. There's no ill feelings. I can have a conversation. Like I said, if you need something out there, I'm there, whatever the case is, because I don't have no reason not to, because I'm not holding any grudges or anything like that. But the facts are still the facts. But some people will misconstrue to say, okay, well, you said all that. How can you still say that you'll still be there or you forgiven? Because it doesn't make a difference. The facts are still the facts. Only a person that doesn't want to live up to the facts is going to feel that way. Oh, how can you still say that stuff? But you're saying you forgave and move on. Because it's still part of my history. It's still part of my past. It still is a fact. And it is what it is. 
is part of my life. I'm not going to keep sugarcoating and soft blowing things because someone doesn't want to hear it when it's time for me to be transparent when I'm teaching someone or talking to someone or doing this podcast. I'm going to say what I have to say. I'm not going to say, oh, let me not say everything because if the person's listening, then they, they, they might feel like that I'm not really as healed or I didn't forgive like I said because I'm bringing it up. Okay, well, if, okay, I said what I said. Like, if you didn't want to have nothing to be brought up, then maybe you should think about your choices. I'm not throwing it up in your face every day, but when it's a teachable moment or something that I need to discuss, I'm bringing it up. Whatever I'm doing now today is evidence to show who I am today. Not what, just because I'm talking about it is my, everybody has a testimony is yours. No one can take it from you. Now, if it's something that you dwelling on and you holding grudges and it's becoming toxic and making you sick and all that kind of stuff, then you really haven't truly forgiven. That's not what I'm saying. This is a teachable moment and I'm being transparent and the facts are the facts that I grew up without parents. I mean, like, I don't, there's nothing else I can say about that. Well, <clears throat> should a non-active parent was it get the same credit? Is it that's what it is? As an active parent, just because absolutely not. No way, no how. Now, is there a level to active? Is there a level to active? Is it like is are we saying non-active, like completely not active, not there, or not there enough, or you there sometimes, or only on the weekends, or whatever the case is? Right. Like, what's the level of non-active? Like, what are we? I I, non-active meaning not to me just not being there because at, at least if you like you said you know you might you know get them to, you know the weekends or every other weekend they know who you are you know is that they, not active getting them on the weekends is, is it's, that it's, not active is not full active but you know you're active but is it active yes so would that opinion. so would that weekend parents still should that weekend parent still get the same accolades and respect and all that as that weak parent, the one that's there doing the homework, picking up, dropping off, feeding, teaching. Teaching can be taught on the weekends too, but the five days a week is the bulk of life that's going on. The food shopping, the clothes washing, the house cleaning, the doing the homework, the feeding, the instilling, the being there when they get home from school, when they have a problem with a bully or a teacher and you there to talk them off a ledge. So it's like, is there, and the weekend is like, how much can you cram into two days though? That would be the fun time. I guess for the most part, you're not sitting there doing homework and reliving the whole week so I can feel like I was a weekend parent. You're not doing it. So do is there any level here or is just the fact if you're not full-time active, you don't get the same as a full-time active? I think it should be levels due, due to when, um, let's just say if you... Get the kids every weekend. Right. Now, that might be for your work and schedule purposes. Not that you don't want to be there. So, of course, you know, for transparency, this is what we do. So, at one point, you know, I was getting my kids on the weekends because my work schedule is just horrible. But, you know, I still took them to school every morning. 
Okay. Um, okay. I talked to them every day after school. If it was something they needed help with homework, you know, it would be a FaceTime call, whatever the case is. Now, I felt as though that was active. They didn't live with me the Monday through Friday because my work schedule was just terrible. I would, I would consider that as active because you didn't just ignore them all week. Not ignore, but, you know, you weren't just getting them on the weekends and just leaving it there. You still took them to school. You were still there if they needed you for something after school or during the week or whatever the case is. Not just picking them up on a weekend and then just dropping them off, but you MIA during the week when it counts. So I would consider that as being active. Well, non-active is non-active because, you know, me growing up, you know, like you said, you know, sperm donor, you know. I mean, I know who he is, but he wasn't there. And it was, you want to try to be around on the, I already basically know everything. Right. You want to come on the back end when it's feasible for you because you don't even have to do nothing at this point. Right. I'm already old enough, you know, I can do everything on my own. So what's the point of you being here at this point now? And then, you know, a lot of men at that point, their pride is there. So it's like when it doesn't go the way that they want it to go, like they don't want to do the work for real. Because when you come around at a point like that, depending on where that person is in their life, it's some work that you're going to have to do. It might be some work that you'll have to do for them to communicate with you. So you might have to reach out more. Do more of the calling, do more of the inviting out, do more of the conversations starting, like certain things like that, proving that you're there and that you're going to show up. And a lot of, and I'll say, you know, men, they're not ready for that. They already established as well, and they have pride about them, and they have things that, you know, they have boundaries too, what they're going to do, what they're not going to do. So a conversation might come up, well, you don't call me either. You ain't telling me happy birthday either. Like, you don't return none of my calls either. But see, that's the pride talk. You're not really ready to do the work. Because if you were, you would understand that it's not about me and the calls I should be returning and the energy you think I should be returning. You coming in on the back end, you have some work that you want to do. You're going to have to do. So if that's the case, you might as well just had stayed where you were. It's not going to be how you want it. Like, you feel like you just going to show up and now we all buddy-buddy. No, in some cases, you might have to do some work, depending on where that person is with it they might make you work really really hard for being absent in their life or the person might be like you know what it's over i forgave and move on let's take a clean slate here but if that person doesn't do that you gotta do some work and a lot of times people's pride is not won't allow them to do the work because they feel like they should be respected too regardless of what they did ain't i'm here now I'm here now. You going to respect me. I'm here now. Get the bass out your voice. You 40. Get the bass out your voice. Don't be talking to me like that. I'm still your father. Who said? Who said? You coming in on the back end. You could have stayed gone. I'm grown now. And, you know, a transparent moment again, you know, you know, with, with, you know, my sperm donor, it was, you know, his dad and his brothers was always around. So, of course, you know, I would run into him every so often, not as much. 
but it was always pretty much like what you said. Um, he was always well tried. Like I didn't know any better anyway to blame you for not you know not being around. Of, of course. course, yeah. But I knew better because I knew stories. That I had to tell him at one point, like, ah, look, you you can't keep using that excuse because I remember times when you were supposed to come pick me up. I would get ready. You would never come. But you would never tell me he wasn't coming when you knew he wasn't coming. Right. So you would allow me to still go ahead and get dressed, go ahead and wait until I realized my own, he ain't never coming. So right. the next time when I realized he said he was coming and never came, I wasn't ready. I wasn't even waiting for it. So I let him know, like, you, you can't keep blaming my mom for that. Like, right. It's always the, for, you know, most men, that's the easiest excuse to use. Some, some of it might be true, like, with some women, you know, spiteful and all that other stuff. And they purposely do that. Yeah, use the kids as, right, as pawns. But yeah. in my situation, I know it wasn't true because I knew better. Right. So a lot of men do use that excuse to try to, well, you know, I tried. You know, I was sending you cards and stuff, but your mom must have was throwing them in the trash. I was trying to be there, but she wouldn't let me. And then, like you said, in some cases, they was. The women probably was thrown in the trash, and the women probably was not letting them because women are spiteful, and they can do things when they're still hurt, when they're, you know, they're still upset about how the relationship went, or maybe the man moved on, or maybe the reason why they're not together is because he said, you know, whatever. So there are women out there that aren't healed, and that do spiteful things, and they use the kids as pawns. So let's be clear on that. But that was that's not every situation. Some situations, the man just... For whatever reason, whether he was taught, wasn't taught, his dad was there, his papa was a rolling stone, whatever the case is, why he feels like that he couldn't be there for his child. That look, it I I don't know I don't know what to tell you about that. I get it and I understand all that, but facts are still facts. You weren't there. Facts are still facts. You could come a hundred million years later and say, Oh well, you know, my dad was never there either, and I didn't have a a role. I get that now. I wouldn't have got that 10 years ago, but I get that now. But facts are still facts, though. I understand everything that people go through. I understand generational cycles and curses. I understand all that stuff now. I get it now. So I have a lot of sympathy or whatever now, and I get it, and I can understand where a person is coming from, but you can't change facts. Can't change facts. You can sit up there and say, oh, your mom was toxic. Every time I came around, she argued with me. She tried to fight me. She tried to get me locked up last time I tried to come get you. I ain't trying to go to jail, so I just stopped coming. I get that. Maybe my mom, I'm not saying that's my situation, but that's a lot of situations. I get it. And I understand what people say. It doesn't matter. You don't let nothing keep you away from your kids. I don't care how how bad the, the mom is or what she do. No, there are things that could keep you. You might have to go the court route. But there are some women out there that will keep a man from not wanting to come around his kids because he is going to have to deal with you and what you got going on. So I get all of that stuff too. I might not have got it 10 years ago, but I get it now. But the bottom line and the facts are you wasn't there. And there are some men that lie because they know they weren't there. And whatever is eating inside of them, 
After their children get grown or older, that makes them feel like that they want to be there and make up lies. So why they wasn't there? Instead of just telling the truth, I wasn't there because I don't know. Your mom broke up with me, and I told her if she broke up with me, I wasn't gonna be there for you or for you or the kids. Or I don't know. You know, I wasn't there because I don't know. Whatever your excuse, just be real. Be a man about it. But men don't know how to be a man about it because nobody taught them how to be a man about it. And my Tony Banks are just being a man. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not just men either. There did beat moms out there too. Mm-hmm. Like we're not going to put it all on the men, but we were talking about men in that moment. But I want to make it clear that there are deadbeat moms too because it's not just the men. There are moms that aren't there for their kids like they should be for whatever their reasons are as well. And I always wanted to know, like, in a situation like that, do I tell you Happy Mother's Day or Happy Father's Day? <laughs> do I? That was, that, I was conflicted. There were a few years I was conflicted, and I didn't do it because it was like, do you, just because you aided in me being here d- doesn't mean I should tell you happy Mother's Day or Father's Day. It's, That's a good question. Of course you would tell it to the person that was there to help raise you. Of course you would tell it to them, but do you tell it to the non-active parent? Right. Two. See somebody that's not there and never been around. But but do you tell them anyway? Yeah, that's something like, (laughs) no, because it's like, it's not happy. It's not happy, like mother or father. If you're not there, it's not happy. It's not happy, mother's and father's day. You was not there for me, so you don't have a day. But technically, they're your parents. Technically, yes, they are our parents or whatever. And they're on the birth certificate. And they're on the birth certificate. See that? See, that'd be up to the mom and all that because it's more so like, why would you put him? Because what if you didn't know at the time that that's what they were going to do? Like, oh, it was all fine and well when you were a baby. But then right. as time went on, then they decided to be a deadbeat. They still don't get, because it's more so like, if they not around, they not active. Like, do you even got contact with them? Like, to where you would really contact them and be like, happy birthday. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday. Do they say happy birthday? Now, how about that? Now, let's look at they. <laughs> if they, they remember your view. birthday. Exactly. They point of view, oh, I'm not in my daughter's or son's life. Should I tell her happy birthday or what? See, mm, mm, it mm. go both ways, but it's more so me personally. I'm not telling uh, a non-active parent, "Happy Father's Day, Happy Mother's Day." If you're not in my life, that's simple as that. Right. One, two, three. That's simple, right? There. Right. So. And in the mind case, like I said, past, moved on, forgiven, whatever the case is. Conversations are had, you know, clearly present at this point. Not only as present as you can be. I'm not expecting a full glass because you only have half a glass to give. You're still the same person that you were, but I'm not going to sit here and dwell on it because I'm a different person now. You're still in and out when it's good for you. Do I still tell you because you're in and out 
and not completely MIA. It's like, do I still say Happy Father's Day? And I made the decision uh, not to. I didn't, I know. Now, let me ask nope. you this question. Mm-mm. Um, so, your father, does he now say Happy Mother's Day and Happy Father's, Happy Mother's Day and Happy Birthday to you? Yeah. Present day. Present day. Okay. So, now that he says that to you present day, but then when his birthday or father's day come around, you don't say it no. back. Now, is that, what's the, the, the reasoning for that? Now, you, you feel like he's saying it now because it's, it's good for him to say it? Or, you know, it's, it's making him feel better that he's reaching out to his daughter? Yeah, I think everything is, yeah, I think everything is all about him feeling better as a person. Of course it is. That's what it's about. Of course that's what it's about. It's about you feeling better as a person, especially when you become a certain age and life is different and you look at life from a different lens, especially like that. I'm not going to say end of life, but when you're older, you're no longer young anymore. So when you're in your late age, everybody always looks at things differently because it's like, I'm not young anymore. So all older people look at life in a different way. So of course you want to right wrongs and do certain things because you're getting older now and life is not promised to anybody. So to make me feel better, let me try to right some wrongs, but for me, it's just like, okay, you can write all the wrongs, which is fine, but the fact still remains. You only still can do what you can do. And who you are is the same person that you were. You're just adding a little bit more onto it to make you this, you know, to make yourself feel better about the situation because you're not capable of being an active parent. Not that I need one now, but when you think about it, even as a grown person, a grown person is still that little girl inside of you that still may get butterflies in her stomach when she knows she's going to talk to her dad. And I had to sit back and I had to, you know, reflect on those things too, because I'm always readjusting, making necessary adjustments in my life. A journey is not about you went on and it's over. As different life elements come, come, you have to make necessary adjustments in your life to adapt to them. So, of course, when I have certain feelings of different things, I investigate them. I figure them out, you know, like I should do all my soul searching and all that kind of stuff because like, okay, that's a new feeling. Where did that come from? Or why is that feeling there? So, you know, now that that's handled, I just remember in the beginning when uh, conversations were starting to be had and I guess, you know, the relationship was trying to be mended. I remember having conversations and being like, oh, you know, it felt nice. Because I never had it before, which is a natural feeling, you know, probably satisfying that wounded inner child or that little girl that never had that. But I understood where it was coming from and I handled that and I figured that and I figured that part out. 
Right, because I can't even tell you how many times I already actually physically seen him. Right. But this is my, this is my, I didn't want to, you know, go, because at the same time, this is part of y'all story too, because y'all are my children, y'all have your yeah, own children. Right. Like, I don't know. Right. Like, uh, so that's uh, my whole point. You are exactly who you were for me, to my children, and to their children, and then their children. See what I'm saying? So it was like you I can't expect a full glass from you because you don't have it to give. Regardless of what the reasons are, regardless of your trials and tribulations, present day, the bottom line is you only can be who you can be. And I'm not expected anymore. So if it's only a conversation once a month or every other whatever when it's good for you to make yourself feel better, I'm cool with that because I'm not expecting anything else. You don't know how to be anything else but what you're being. Whatever you were trying to do wasn't you. That's why I didn't stick. So this is what this is. That's the part that I'm trying. That's the part that I'm trying to make. If I had a problem with it, then the outcome would be totally different. I would be somewhere else with it. I don't have a problem with talking to you every other month or whatever the case is or having a conversation because when you kind of in a different space with a person, you're not in a toxic place. You're not in a hatred place. You're not in a place, you know, you're not there. It's just like, you're not a fixture in my life, but I can still be cordial because me being anything else would go against everything that I stand and believe in. Right. And I want to really take it that far, but Overall, all in all, I'm on whatever you want. But see, again, this is what I didn't want because if you made a decision like that, I wanted you to make it based off of what you're feeling, not what I'm feeling because it's easy to be influenced. Regardless. You are my mother. Like, I'm a product of you. Why would I sit here and not be on what you want? Because you might look at the situation different. I mean, no, because I look at it the same way, though. That's right, right. But it's your decision. Yeah. Right. That's all. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying this because you're saying it. Right. I'm not. No, I really no. Right, I want it to be your decision. Like, everybody's grown enough to make their own decisions. Of course, it's going to be some of that there, that mother daughter thing. But the base of your decision, I want it to be because, like you, the first thing you said was, "I can't remember the last time I saw him," and that's supposed to be my pop pop. You you didn't say first, "I'm on what you want." It was your decision based on. You only seeing him a few times and that's supposed to be a pop-up. That's what I want. If your decision was based on facts, right. not your feelings for your mother. Right. See what I'm saying? Right. That's what I wanted yeah. to be based on facts so it could never be, oh, it was influenced right. by oh, no, something. No. no, it's based on facts. Yeah, so that's right. why I said I'm not expecting. That's why you can't expect This is prime example why you can't expect a full glass from someone that only has half a glass to give. Because if I did that, I would be at 49 years old, constantly being disappointed by my absent father that was never there for me as a child. At this age now, if I didn't come to the conclusion 
that I come to. You just got to meet people where they are, whether you accept it or you don't. I could totally reject it. I don't feel like rejected. I don't care. You're the one searching for something, not me. You think that, like, you're the one with the problem. I'm not the one with the problem. If it make you feel better to talk to me every other month, like you daddy of the year, have at it. I got better things to be doing than worrying about. That's where you need to be with people. That's what forgiveness looks like. That's what peace looks like. I don't even have enough in me to care about why you feel like that you need this little piece or whatever to make you feel better. I don't care. That's what you want to do all day. I got yeah. too much got better things to do. Like you probably really was missing a piece in your life where you feel like, dang. There's no problem. Yeah, well, no, for a yeah. fact. I know that for a fact. Yeah. All the, everybody probably was talking about their dad in school or daddy doing the dance. And then it's more so like you ain't, you didn't have your dad around. So it it, it made you, it, yeah, it messed you up. And that's what I'm saying. The non-active parents don't see the, just that simple part. as that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's not, it's not simple, but I'm saying in general, like, they don't see the part where you really hurting from that. Right. You know, so it's like for you to just say, oh, I'm coming, I'm here now, you 40-something years old, or you 30-something, or 20-something, regardless of the situation, you're not there. I don't know who you are. Right. That's simple as that. It's not. And then you would, I would struggle. It's not even a struggle at this point, but I'm just going through my feelings in case anyone else is doing the same thing. You do go through those times. I did go through those times where it's like, okay, well, hmm, shit, like, you know, do I allow it? Don't I allow it? Do I care? Don't I care? You know, and, and then again, that's why I said you have to analyze everything when you on when you changing and you in a different season in your life. Every feeling that's different, you have to analyze it. You have to think to yourself, okay, what does this feeling mean? What does that feeling mean? Okay, if you are different and you're a different person now, why are you feeling like should I or shouldn't I? I analyze everything. You have to make necessary adjustments as things come to you. Because this coming to me is a whole nother way into my life again. You want to come in and stir the pot again. Like you always did. Which is the prime, you know, most men are narcissists anyway. It is what it is. Everything's about you all the time and you bring your toxic crap in and you want to shake somebody's life up. Present day. But it's just like you, you know, when I want to put a boundary up, it just get to the point where you finally done with somebody like done, done. That's what done looks like. I can be done, but still wish the best for you. And then it's more so like you probably feel like that's my only living parent. No, I don't care about that. <laughs> I don't. I analyze that feeling too. You have to analyze every emotion and make sure you're making the right decision for yourself. I'm being honest with you. I thought about that too. No, no, no. That doesn't matter. Mm-mm. Not that I want anything to happen to right, anybody, yeah, no, but it's just like, general. that's not part of my everyday thinking. I'm going to move according to how I feel like moving. And if I feel like talking to you this day, I'm going to talk to you. If I don't, I'm not. 
It's just as simple as that with nothing behind it. No tox, no ill will, no tox, nothing. It's, it's just what it is. I'm at peace with it all. I know who you are. I've met you where you are. That's it. Yeah, I be feeling like, for me, I definitely, I have moments sometimes about my father being in my life. I mean, he's there, but he's not there. Right. So it's like, of course, every of course every daughter would have a moment. You know what I'm saying? Right. Even though he's physically there for sure. He's right. Yeah, but just not there yeah, how you would want yeah, him to be there. To be so there. you would just have to figure out if, you know, because you don't have a, I mean, you do have a choice, but at this point, again, not expecting a full glass because you're not going to get it. What he's given is all he has to give, and you just have to figure out for yourself if that's enough. I mean, you oh, I act like it's enough. Oh, okay. No, oh, no. I know for a fact, but I know that it's nothing I can really do and there's nothing he can really do. Are you at peace with that? No. Hmm. Because I don't know why it's like that. Even though I get it, you can't help how you is as a mentally mental person, but it's more so like, why you like that? Hmm. So yeah, I would never be, I would never be at peace. If that's the case, I would have been at peace when I first noticed it was something wrong with him. Mentally. Right. So I didn't say it like that, but yeah. Simple as that. We just can't, right? So, yeah, if I knew something back then, I would have been made peace. Like, oh, blah, blah, blah. I still, no. Mm-mm. Oh, that's a transparent moment for you because you never really I did. Set, I set it out. No, no, like no, 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 you didn't. No, no. I guess not outright. No, yeah, like, no, because I always, I, I don't push feelings. That's not me. I'm not a feeling pusher. I'm not a drug dealer. I'm not a, I don't, I'm not a feeling pusher. I don't push feelings. So it was like, I'll let you have your feelings, but from my understanding, you got it and you understood, and it just it is what it is. I wouldn't. Uh, oh, like, oh, you saying? Like, yeah, because oh. you never let on oh, that. Right. You let on that you understood this is life. It's a, a ailment, and he doing yeah. the best that he could do. Not that you had a problem with it, like that it was right. an issue. Oh yeah, because when it's like when it when it's when it's occurring. It's a problem, but it's like when everything's fine, it's not really a problem. So it's more so like when it's going on, right? I got that problem, and then more which so, is a natural human on, emotion, right? That's a natural human exactly. emotion because anybody is going to be like, Oh my god, here we go. But your real emotion is when everything is fine, you get that there's a problem. Now that's where you at with it. It's just when when it's when it's a flare up, you, anybody's going to have a problem with that, regardless. So okay, I was right then. You do understand that there's an issue, but you have accepted it. It's just that when it's happening, you just it's, you got a problem with it, and that's a natural human emotion, not the fact that you have a problem with your father. No, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like the fact that. Not that you have a problem with him just when it's a flare-up. It's a flare-up. But the flare-up is overpowering the fact that 
you I have a problem. Yeah. You know oh, okay. So okay. now I really have to where you too old now, get it together, is not giving it. Because I'm not, like, I don't know. I'm not going to be here for that. Period. Okay. That's what I'm saying. You entitled to your feelings? Like I said, I'm not a feeling pusher. I want but people no. to have their own feelings about stuff. Yeah, no, it, it ain't nothing. It's not, I mean, I keep saying, but it's not anything like that because at the end of the day, I know he can't help it regardless. So that's the true emotion. What you just said, that right there, that right there is truly what it is. So you need to own that and accept that because if you don't own that, accept and accept that you are going to be putting yourself in a worse off state. So your true emotion is what you just said. It's just that you as a, as a true human feeling is just like, why is it like that though? Those are normal questions, right? Anybody would feel that way. That's a true human emotion, but your feelings are what you just said. So I want you to always remember that and hold on to that. Yes. All right. Always remember that and hold on to that. Don't let the other, which the other thing that you said overpower what your true feelings are, because it, it will cause you to look at the situation different and have different negative toxic feelings when that's, and it'll play tricks with you and it'll play your mind will play tricks on you. Your true emotion is what you just said. Like I've always felt like what you just said is how you felt. That's why I didn't sit right with me just now when you was just like, no, that ain't it. No, because it's overpowering and I ain't always going to be here for that. That's just your true human emotion. But you're, you know what it is. And, as, right, you know what it is, what you just said. Always remember that. Always hold on to that. And don't let go of that because it's going to cause worse things for you mentally about the situation. I'm glad I cleared that up because I was about to let it go with you feeling that way. But it was a reason why you said it again. So anytime you feeling dark, I'll go back to what you just said. But you can have your boundaries and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I'm not saying not listen to your emotions because sometimes we have to do that. You don't have to say because this person is my parent or sister or whatever the case is that I have to put up with certain things because you don't. If it becomes too much for you and the interruption piece and it's something that you're not going to be able to put up with or you can't live your life appropriately, then all means deal with it. But if you're not at that space yet, then just continue to try to get a positive out of it. But at the end of the day, the bottom line is you got to meet people where they are. Don't expect a full glass out of somebody that only got a half a glass to give because you always going to be disappointed. And if it's not working for you, however, put your boundaries up, hold on to your peace. You are the most important thing. And regardless of who the person is, if it means that you got to let them go, let their ass go. Anybody got anything else they want to add? No, I'm good. You good over there, young lady? All right. Family! We went, I mean, you know, it is what it is, family. I mean, what we ain't come here to play with nobody. We ain't come here to not own up to who we is. These real life moments, transparent moments. And I know for a fact that 
There are other people that are going through the same thing that we're going through, other women, because this turns into that. Nothing against a young man right here, but, you know, you know, it was what it was. Family, we want to thank you for letting us into your lives, if only for a moment. And as always, talk to you soon. Family Healing Breaking Cycles streams on your favorite app on Mondays at 12 p.m. Just add us to your favorites and you'll get alerts when new episodes stream on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and others. We would also like to thank our sponsors, KKP Vending. If you need a vending machine at your location, you could call them at 267-407-7678 and also Lounge 21 at 1639 South 21st Street, Philadelphia, PA, 19145. And you can also follow them on Instagram at Lounge underscore 21. And follow us on Facebook, Family Healing Breaking Cycles, and we would love to hear from you. Or you can also email us at familyhealingbreakingcycles78 at yahoo.com. And don't forget to leave us a review in your favorite app as well.